Hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. I'm uh, doing a broadcast today. Thought I'd uh, keep up with the concept that I've uh, put out there for a while that I was going to do uh, Sunday broadcasts and uh, Monday. Uh, it's a week before Christmas, well, six days now. And today we're going to discuss uh, the Omicron uh, push or variant. I'm sure on YouTube this thing will get censored because that's what happens when I post certain things. Uh, I don't even have a lot of uh, followers or users or views, but uh, YouTube doesn't really give a shit about that. So anyway, we'll go ahead and do that today. Um, I'm talking over the music as I play it. Uh, This is from John Adams. We're in a time and a place where you're going to hear more and more pushes. I guess Biden is supposed to come out with another speech, of course, to tell us that he's going to lock us down again. Um, this is this is uh, the constant push, the constant uh, moving of the goalpost. Uh, Omicron is just an endemic version of the original virus. Uh, it's 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 probably mild, if not even uh, un, un, un unremarkable, and probably as as uh, strong or as uh, uh, what would you call lethal as uh, the ordinary flu or even less. But that isn't the real that isn't the real point because the the problem is is that the the actual uh, vaccine is the one that's causing this issue. And we'll get into that a little bit because I know that's going to trigger YouTube's little algorithm. So, um, and also I'm going to play a few clips. Uh, These things are uh, just, it gives you an idea of the fear porn that's going on. And we'll go down the road with a few other items that are on the the list. Uh, It's a very active time. Uh, As Steve Bannon would say, we're seeing... Uh, years of history happen in mere weeks, and that's going to continue. So without further ado, I'm going to play a few of these clips. It's only about five minutes worth, um, actually, and uh, you'll get a feel for what's going on in the world. So let's go from there. Hopefully they play. Cases and hospitalizations in this country both up 40% in the last month or so. While scientists think that Omicron is more contagious, most cases so far appear to be mild. But late today, President Biden warned that won't be the case for the unvaccinated in the path of Omicron as it likely explodes at the beginning of the new year. Sometimes the macro statistics are a blur, especially where we repeat them night after night. So let's go to the more anecdotal, which brings home the reality of what's going on. Princeton and Cornell University, Middlebury College, all shifting to remote exams. Cornell closed its entire campus this week. Some of the hottest shows on Broadway, again canceling various performances, often because of breakthrough infections, and that comes despite a vaccine mandate for performers, crew, and staff, and audience mask and vaccine mandates. Pro sports getting crushed. The star players of the Milwaukee Bucks, the Cleveland Browns, placed in COVID protocols. In hockey, the Calgary Flames season is on hold until at least Tuesday, with 18 players in protocol. Tonight's game with Montreal hosting the Philadelphia Flyers being played in front of zero fans. In smaller settings, Apple stores are closed in Miami, Annapolis, Maryland, and Ottawa. If yours is open, you'll need a mask to go in. And now booster mandates are coming to Georgetown University, NYU, the Metropolitan Opera here in New York, and for all NFL coaches and staff. 
I don't know about you, but while I'm vaccinated and I'm boosted, I'm increasingly resigned to the fact that I'll probably get COVID. I'm also confident that my vaccination status will enable me to deal with it much better than if I were unvaccinated. As for those who won't get vaccinated, I'm convinced that no amount of browbeating is going to cause them to change their ways. I don't wish them ill, but there's also a limit to my sympathy and compassion should they not take steps to protect themselves and society. And finally, I'm resolved not to let COVID stop me from leading a productive and as happy a life as possible, notwithstanding a headline like this. COVID positivity rate doubles in three days on Omicron spread. And before you think that's media hype, check out this tweet today from a senior health advisor to the New York mayor. Quote, um, we've never seen this before. We know that our healthcare systems are overstretched right now, and this is partly linked to the large number of unvaccinated patients. So in conclusions, the answer can only be to increase vaccination, to include children above five years old, boosting and protective measures. That has to be the answer we give to this new variant. So that was uh, Ursula von, von der Leiden. Yeah, she sounds like a real a real treat. You know, she sounds like a bag of uh, cats. Um, and, of course, before that was Michael Smirkanish. You're talking about the limit to his sympathy um, and his... Uh, his belief in a vaccine, a vaccine, a vaccine schedule, but yet, uh, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't protect him. He says he's convinced he'll get COVID. It's like, well, dumbass, you were going to get COVID anyway, or you're going to get a variant of this because it's a coronavirus. It adapts around the vaccine. The vaccines don't work. If he was any kind of, uh, if he could, uh, what would you say? understand the the cognitive dissonance in his brain he would understand this but of course he knows this he probably is not nearly as stupid as he's coming off but you know he's a he's a shill he's a media shill because i mean by time the 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 whole point of this is the vaccines are causing the variants not the other way around the variants are 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 not just natural the variants would would not happen as fast if it wasn't for the vaccine the vaccine are causing it because peop- the virus adapts around the vaccine, making the vaccine worthless. The vaccinated are getting catching the same virus, and they're the ones that are spreading it. But there's substantial evidence that there's more vaccinated people than unvaccinated people, and the unvaccinated people are pr- getting it from the vaccinated. He's he doesn't understand that, and he isn't going to understand that. And the funny thing is, is the va- un- unvaccinated are probably the safest because they're not being their immune system is not being degraded by the vaccine because the vaccine has shown a substantial uh, problem and it probably is causing you to uh, have a deficient uh, immune system you're better served always with preventative medicine and the preventive vaccines is a maintenance schedule it's not a preventative schedule Anyone who who would uh, look at their immune system, the immune system is an amazing tool to stop all this stuff. The reason why our immune systems decline in our later ages is because the human cells degrade. Your and your when your human cells degrade, they cannot reproduce uh, as efficiently because that's what aging is. That's why the human body ages it reaches a certain number of uh, iterations 
where your where your cells are being manufactured. According to most studies, the human body reproduces all of its cells in a seven year period. Every second of every second of your life you're losing cells. And those cells are being replaced by some other cells. You know, otherwise you would, you know, degrade into a, a blob of gobbledygook. So you reach a, uh, you're in your early years, your cells are fascinating. They grow faster. They probably, you probably have iterations that are, are quicker when you're younger up until you reach the age of majority, which is around 20, between 20 and 27. 27 happens to be the peak, peak point of your life when you're, you're, um, what would you say, biologically uh, at your peak in terms of uh, performance. Most athletes are, you know, like in, for example, baseball and other sports, that's when you're physically the most capable to achieve your best results. Uh, some athletes obviously can pr- produce results after that age that are better. That's because of their, usually, training mechanisms and diet and, and just knowing more about what they are because most people reach their mental maturity at 25. So, as anything else, if you use your brain well from the ages of 25 to, say, 35, you can probably stay at the top of your game from 25 years old to 35 years old. That's the reason why you see uh, certain athletes that are performing. And that's the thing. The, the, elitist of the, the, the elite of the elite in terms of athletics are able to do that. Now, I'm only going down that road because the point is, is uh, younger people should not have any problems with this virus, and they haven't. Um, as of, I mean, I haven't looked at the, the recent uh, totals for mortality, but there's been a substantial amount of evidence that shows that, uh, that uh, the younger people had had no problem with this virus, and they're now getting problems because of the vaccination schedule that they're trying to enforce on this, on the, on the younger uh, folks. This is evil. This is why we have such a huge problem in this world. These people have no concept of what they're trying to do, but they do have a concept uh, at the very top. They're in on this game. They're in on this. Mo- they're in on a motivated game to take over this world in the way that they want to take it over. They want to destroy businesses. So, uh, with that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift over to Netherlands of all places, but. Um, uh, this, uh, this, uh, man, uh, his, uh, he goes by the name of Sticks Hexenhammer. Uh, his name's Tarl, Tarl Warwick. Um, I've been following him for the last, I'd say about three and a half, four years, uh, on YouTube. And now mainly now I'm, I watch him on, uh, BitChute or Rumble or even Odyssey. Uh, cause YouTube, I don't like to give him my time or my attention. Uh, YouTube is garbage, but anyway, we're gonna play a, a few minutes of his uh, his analysis of his uh, current current situation because he moved from uh, Rutland, uh, Vermont. Um, he's been that's where he uh, grew up at uh, when he started on YouTube. It was back in like 2010, 2011, uh, in terms of making videos, and he's grown a substantial following from that. And now he's uh, moved over to the Netherlands, so he's got a firsthand view of what's going on there. So I'll play him and then we'll go from there. Talking about the Netherlands re-entering another hard lockdown as of uh, this morning. So I I think like now, uh, it won't work. 
It's the same as the bullshit from before. You'll remember, the Netherlands held off for months on doing anything about coronavirus at first. This is, you know, early last year, like March and April. Didn't really do anything. But then they did have a lockdown for an extended period of time. Now, back then, you were dealing with the second wave of coronavirus. It had, it had mutated from its source in China, which is where it was invented, literally. Um, but this was the first wave that had gone international. Its transmissibility was considerably less than Delta. Then Delta arrives, and the Netherlands, and this is after the, the first lockdown wave basically ends. You still have mass mandates for a while, but that's about it. Uh, then you have Delta. Delta's more transmissible. And again, you have new restrictions. Now, they didn't bother with a full lockdown at that point, uh, but they went through the motions, you know, masks and social distancing, and it didn't work. Um, and then that petered out. Now you have the Omicron variant. Omicron's more transmissible than either of those variants, and they're still trying the same thing. It's not going to do anything. At some point, the virus is so transmissible that it, it would literally do nothing. You wouldn't even be marginally reducing the case totals. The fact is this. <clears throat> this is now a seasonal endemic disease with cold-like symptoms with Omicron, as far as we can tell, and a cold-like transmissibility. It is more transmissible than influenza. The only thing that these restrictions, and I'll get into them in a moment, will do is harm businesses in the Netherlands. Now, uh, there will be a link in the description, archived, of course, to that. There will also be uh, links down below. If, if you're watching this video on YouTube in a pinned comment, keep in mind, I make exclusive content every day, except for today. I think all of my videos have to also go on YouTube. By the way, 50,000 people now subscribe to me on Rumble, so make sure especially to follow that. site's growing fast. Um, I expect growth spurts, by the way, for all three of the main new tech sites that I use for video purposes next year. I, mines I also use as sort of a, a blog posting apparatus, so it's not just a pure video hosting site. Anyway, back to the Netherlands. This won't do anything. Now, what exactly does the hard lockdown mean? Now, there's no curfew. It doesn't involve new travel restrictions, which actually makes sense. That's the one part of this that makes sense is that they're hesitant around the time of Christmas to tell people, no, you can't visit your fucking relatives. Because I think last Christmas they had gathering bans. Now, uh, essentially, you get fined if you have too many people at your home. Uh, Non-essential travel is really frowned upon. They're not doing that this time, so there's one less element of madness to their plans. Everything else, though, is still there. All the cultural venues, so museums, art galleries, etc., those are closed until the middle of January, so three, three weeks, effectively. Um, you're closing, well, well, a little bit more than that. You're closing uh, all restaurants, all cafes, virtually all non-essential stores. So keep in mind, you're a week out now from Christmas, and you're saying that people, you know, I guess the last-minute holiday shoppers, they have no choice but to use Amazon. By the way, these same governments complain about Jeff Bezos making a lot of money, when all of their smaller competitors keep getting shuttered. All you're doing, since it's not, I mean, the, the curfew wouldn't help, that'd be even worse. What you are effectively doing is robbing people of their ability at, at a critical time of year. You know, a lot of people, they're on vacation, there's a lot of students around, they want to go to the mall and shit. Um, you're robbing them of anything to do other than sit down and vegetate, which helps people like me because they're going to watch more fucking videos. That's okay. They're going to buy more books on Amazon since the bookstore is closed. That works well for me. <laughs> you should have seen the surge in sales during the last hard lockdown in the English-speaking world. It was formidable. I made quite a bit off of that. 
it's like, okay, well, uh, I lost money because people are making less cash. Donate as much, but then I made it up in books. I guess I broke even. Uh, you, what you're telling them is the only place they can congregate is the grocery store. So what you're doing is taking more people on a tighter schedule, because you've also shortened the store hours anyway, and putting them in one-tenth of the, ve the places they can be, and you're compacting them. You're going to inadvertently spread the virus more, because these people are not going to mask up anymore, because they're not panicked about Omicron. The only people who are panicked are the governments and the goofballs of society, the, the busybody Karen types. And they're not, the government's not really panicked. They know it's not a problem. They're doing this for power and control purposes and for money purposes. Uh, the big box stores love these things. Those that are labeled essential, um, they have no competitors anymore. <laughs> they, nobody's going to buy their wine at the Ma and Pa winery. Nobody's buying their, their grapefruit at the organic hippie co-op. The same thing is in the United States. A huge proportion of small businesses went under. My question is this, during one of the busiest shopping seasons of the year, right before Christmas, you're telling all the small businesses they're not allowed to do anything. They have to close. You're telling the restaurants they have to close. So people will be buying that ready-made food at Albert Hein or the Yumbo or they'll go to the Lil, which I pejoratively call the Lil, although the store is actually all right. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's... And he's right. All these things are being done for power and control and the power and control is being the money that's being sucked up by the black rocks the state streets and the vanguards of the world which i did a, just another a little infographic about the the power and control mechanisms there uh, in regards to retailers and distributors after i did big pharma and a few other ones and it's always the same story, about 15 to 25% of stock, uh, the institutional investors or the institutional uh, uh, bigwigs that own these companies like Walmart and Amazon and Target and Lowe's and Home Depot and Kroger, all the big retailers are owned by uh, substantially to a large proportion in UPS and, uh, and Federal Express, the reason why I tie those two particular industries together the the shippers and the uh the the sellers of like for example foodstuffs uh in regards to target and say uh kroger and walmart i mean they're, they're the biggest uh they're the biggest players in, in their particular they're the top fortune 500 companies so those are the like the top 50 or top 75 the ones i just mentioned are in the top 50 or uh, 75 of U.S. Uh, Fortune 500 companies. And why is that important? Because that's where people do their, their shopping. That's where people are uh, forced to do their shopping. See, they've eliminated or they ran out of business most of the small companies. And they did this on purpose. They've been doing this on purpose for the last, well, since March 2020. Um, this has been a coordinated effort to destroy the middle class, to def destroy independent business and entrepreneurship. Uh, people who have, uh, have who had amassed a certain uh, 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 niche or uh, uh, kitschy kind of situation. So if you're like a you know say you're a, a, a local produce maker or or local you know um, manufacturer or a local uh, uh, service uh, you know provider, they put you under business. They put you out of business. They bankrupted people. 
um, and forced them into working bullshit jobs, uh, working in uh, working for uh, big box stores or big, uh, uh, um, I guess you could say, uh, distributors and whatnot. Uh, they didn't give you any choice, so you had to do it uh, because it was either that or you didn't make any money. Oh yeah, yeah, they gave you a little bit of money. They gave you uh, in the United States, they gave you twelve hundred dollars. Meanwhile, if you took that proportionality of that money in relationship to the tr- the two point one trillion that they signed a bill for, that wasn't jack shit. Um, they spent most of it, and they said, "Oh well, you know, we have to support the local governments and all this stuff." It was a money grab. It was a way for the Fed to print up a shit ton of money and then hand it to the the people, the folks that could get, you know, uh, five hundred thousand or a million dollars. I mean. To put it in perspective, Hunter Biden got a like a four hundred and fifty thousand. His uh, the place that he sells his artwork to got like a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan from the government, and then of course that gets kicked back to Hunter Biden who got his ten percent for selling his bullshit artwork. Um, gotta like that, right? You know, <laughs> that's the way your government works. It's all grafting. It's all corruption. It's the reason why they like defund the police. While meanwhile, the money that got sent to these uh, state coffers, and this was this was another thing too, the blue states wanted their salt tax back. Uh, they wanted their salt. Uh, 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 when I say salt tax back, they wanted their state and local uh, tax uh, uh, deductions uh, put back on the books under the Biden regime. This is all about money. It always is. I mean, don't. It, it, there's always a power play when you say power and control. Well, what gives people power and control? Money. If you have money, you have resources. You can buy land. You can buy water. You can buy security. And security can come in the form of actual, you know, security protocol or security system or security in terms of weapons um, and resources, of course. So this has all been a a, a massive uh, power grab by the elite at the top because they are very, very pissed off at you. They do not like you. They hate your guts. And they're using their politicians, their little clones that run around and, and, and push this bullshit, this narrative. Uh, matter of fact, we'll play one of those narratives since I've got off on my soapbox here. Uh, it's hard. It's easy to do nowadays, but... So this is from a, a tweeter called Popper. So we're going to play a little Biden song, 40 seconds long. So as soon as it loads. Okay. I have a direct message to American people. Tomorrow the team is going to be on television and talking in more detail about what I'm going to be speaking about today. But I want to send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done. And that's happening in Europe. But it's here now, and it's spreading, and it's going to increase. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospital, they'll soon... So yeah, they, they, that's, that's, your, that's your puppet potato head uh, president there, uh, Joe Biden, talking about, you know, oh, it's the unvaccinated. He's so full of shit. He doesn't understand anything about it. He, he doesn't know what time it is or what, what he's doing. If he does know anything, if this is kind of like an act, which I've, I've uh, hypothesized there's a certain amount of acting involved here. It, it gives him sympathy because no one liked him to begin with. So 
if you don't if you're not well liked i'm not saying he he's never been a very intelligent man but he may be he may he may have been able to play up his uh uh play up his uh oh i'm a doddering old fool and that keeps the liberal libtards on the on the plantations the very few that still like him which if if anyone above a certain age still likes this clown they just they they were hopeless they've been hopeless all their life so actually i put a link to the cdc data and I also I put a link to a Excel analysis that I've done, or I gave you a file that uh, gives you a, a counterpoint of vaccine uh, um, uptake, which of course has been uh, proven wrong a little bit on the vaccine side. Uh, I guess there was an analysis done recently that showed that they've overestimated the amount of vaccination. That's uh, there's there's two parts to this. So the CDC would have a have a uh, good reason to say, oh, uh, we're not fully vaccinated at 71%. Now we're actually fully vaccinated at 59%. That's a way, that's a way to say. So, so one of the, the beauties of their little plan, and this is what the, the Hegelian dialectic kind of gives you, is that it's always, uh, a, a, you know, synthesis, anti, uh, synthesis, uh, goes from you know thesis, antithesis, synthesis, problem, reaction, solution. So they always pivot to whatever works best for them. In regard, they're creating a logic tree where they they run you through this system, this maze. Uh, so, for example, if they had given this all to everybody and then people were still dying from it, uh, they would they would come up with some other uh, concern. They'd say, well, there's a more virulent strain. Uh, but, but they knew there was going to be a certain percentage of people that were going to remain un, unvaccinated because they understood science or they understood uh, the vaccine was hardly quality control tested. They understood that if they found out what was involved in it, an mRNA vaccine, which we'll get into here a little bit later, uh, they look at all that shit and they'd be like, okay, we're not going to fucking deal with this. So they knew that they have somebody, they had a uh, group to blame for this and that's all they've been doing it's very telling about the the speeches that uh mr biden <laughs> i don't even want to call him mr but anyway I'll, I'll be somewhat respectful i'll hold my tongue for now his uh his concept here was to always blame the unvaccinated the blame game this is this is uh just despicable and it's despicable because we understand that the people that are pushing this this despicable uh lie are just like the nazis uh there's been papers written on that too but anyway so the cdc if you look at their data on this is at the high level this is just the united states so they posted this a couple days ago and if you go back here um say uh, starting in mid-august so mid-August, it was uh, for that week, and the and the thing is, is that this data, the new data, is still malleable. It's still coming up, and I only go with death from all causes. Why? Because it's the most. They can't. They don't necessarily. They can't hide that very easily. Death from all causes means is a death is a death. And, you know, we're not trying to just uh, juxtapose. Versus, you know, trying to figure out what's COVID, what's non-COVID. They're not going to report vaccination deaths because they they don't have any incentive to do that. They don't have any, any incentive to actually uh, evaluate the vaccine. Evaluate the vaccine in terms of its actual problem. Because if people actually dove into that, 
they would be appalled that anybody would roll this out and call this health care. This isn't health care. This is death care. They want to they want to kill. They want to call off the herd, and they don't care. And and there are people out there that are saying, "Oh, nobody would. You know, how can you how can you think they would want to kill off their own voters or whatever or their own people?" <laughs> You'd be surprised what people are willing to do in order to get what they want. They like chaos. These are psychopaths. They don't give a shit. <laughs> they honestly do not give a shit. And because they're in power and they have a military and they have enough chaos and they have all these things going on, they have like five or six different little objectives going on at the same time. They're not working just one objective. It isn't just about COVID. It's about the financial system. About the, It's about using the climate change hustle. It's about using the race hustle. It's about all these different things. They're running these all things concurrently. It's a military operation. And they know that if they can keep you confused enough, you're never going to pay any attention to what, what's really going the fuck on. Uh, or not going to be able to de- delineate this, the situation very, very well. Certainly you're not going to be able to understand how they roll this out. Like Britain. So the Netherlands announces a lockdown just days after Britain announces a vaccine passport. They're all on different time schedules. But they're doing this in a coordinated effort across the world especially the western world i you don't hear much about the east about the china uh i would say the china block uh the the vietnams and the other places though though i'm sure they're having the same kind of deal going on there but anyway western journalists aren't exactly uh up up to up to snuff because they're all communist anyway for the most part anyway so going back to this so starting in like Late August, it went up substantially. In the first week of uh, seventy, they're at seventy-one thousand deaths. August twenty-eighth, of twenty twenty-one. Now, the reason why that's important is if you went back one year from that to that same date, say the same week of that uh, uh, schedule. So, if I go back to August twenty-ninth of last year, it was at sixty-one thousand. So we're talking a ten thousand, ten thousand uh, death increase. And people will say, well, you know, you know, they can have one bad week. No, it, it that's when it started. That's when you had started having uh, uh, repeated weeks of over seventy thousand deaths. Um, and if you go back to that particular time frame uh, for the next five weeks in uh, in uh, twenty twenty, you're getting right around uh, sixty thousand, fifty nine thousand, sixty thousand, all throughout that that particular time frame. All the weeks uh, in 2021 are above 70,000 already, and that data is not firm yet. So we're talking an average of about, right now, we're talking at minimum, minimum, 50,000 extra deaths, if not more than that, much more than that. And the funny thing is, is if, and when I say the funny thing, uh, the irony here is that if you go back to the, the height of the pandemic in early, early spring of 2020, so April 4th, 2020, 72,000. April 11th, 79,000. April 18th, 76,000. Uh, April 25th, 73,000. And then May 2nd was 69,000. And there wasn't another week that during that entire time after that that went above 60,000 until uh, July 11th. And then it, it kind of uh, hung around in the low, low 60s for... Well, until uh, September fifth, so it went from it went back up a, a tick, and that 
that uh, tick up was due to the southern the southern states having having a rise in cases due to the fact that um, the original alpha variant moves in recording uh, in accordance to uh, humidity factors and humidity changes and relative humidity in particular. That's a key aspect of this. And like anything, the virus moves the way it wants to move. It has it has a transmissibility. Is not just a per, per, it isn't just tied to people. It's tied to environment, humidity, uh, uh, the amount of heat, and, and etc. Uh, the way people gather inside, whether they don't gather inside, you can get it. You get it much more likely from gathering inside with people. That's correct. Uh, and masks have no impact on it, none whatsoever. I mean, there are people out there that have run studies and they've gotten to ten percent, ten percent effectiveness if you wear your mask right, ten percent if you do it right. And I can tell you, about ninety-eight percent of people don't wear a mask right, don't know how to stop touching themselves, touching their face. Because viruses do what they do. Here's a here's a little insight too. If you really wanted to to improve your uh, ability to um, uh, not transmit disease in a surgical environment, so indoors, for example, with hospitals and stuff. So during surgical uh, 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 surgical op, you know um, operations. Sorry, I can't even come up with it. I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm not going to pretend to be one either. So if you're in that environment, say you're on the table and you're, you know, your doctor is supposed to be working and, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, they wear masks, they keep it, they protect you. You know how they could really protect you correctly? And they've done the analysis on this and they actually have written papers on this. They should do the surgery, start naked. They shouldn't wear any clothing in there. Why? Because clothing transmits uh, all kinds of viruses and bacteria and fungus and everything that's on your clothes. That's why they have to wear fresh scrubs. That's the reason why, you know, the the, the one of the biggest things that goes on in the in the entire uh, hospital field is uh, you, you notice all the linens and all the surgical uh, equipment, all the surgical uh, gowning and stuff like that. They have to have tons and tons and tons of it because every time you move from one environment to the next, you're you're trained, you're you're gathering. Uh, environmental uh, uh, whatever the environmental uh, impact is from where you're going so you go from outside that's why once you're in the surgery room you stay in the surgery room for the most part and if they go leave the surgery room they have to re-scrub up and do all that kind of stuff there's a routine there's a mechanism there uh, you don't do that in the real world <laughs> when I say the real world you don't do that out in the in open environment where you're going into grocery stores you can grab all the little cleansers and wipe everything down and do all that bullshit it'll never ever succeed because the environment is uncontrolled and people are moving in and out of it and people are wearing all kinds of stuff and they come from wherever they came from they come from their car your car is dirty as shit your your house is dirty as shit uh i mean we we live in a mindset that thinks that we've uh We've achieved some kind of speciality in in the world, but the 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 reason why your body in, adapts is an enabled and is an incredible machine is its ability to interact with its environment and achieve um, achieve some resilience from dealing with these things. 
the person with the least resilient immune system is somebody who's a shut-in, who never gets involved in anything, who never wants to interact with other things. That's why when they get sick, they get all pissed off. Well, they're pissed off because they never they never achieve uh, interaction with other human beings so that they can pass fungi and bacteria and viruses. Um, there's been doctor, there was a doctor last year that uh, quantified that very, uh, very succinctly in a much better way than I'm doing. Um, but it's just amazing because this is the problem we're having. And people said, well, how can you, uh, you can't presume that these are from vaccination now, the, from 828 to uh, September 25th every year, every, every week is above 70,000. And in mid-September, it was at 72,000, just the same as last year during the non-vaccinated uh, initial alpha variant, which was much more uh, strong, uh, let's just say much more lethal than the Delta variant that would have been transmitting around here, say in September, evidently. But it, the thing is, is this data is not firmed up. I said it's, it, it takes about 8 to 12 weeks to even get that uh, relatively firm. As a matter of fact, one of the bigger, and, and this is truthful, uh, Florida had a big spike in deaths from all causes. Very big. And also Florida has a large older population that was highly vaccinated. Uh, so it, it, presumably, I did not have to look at the death analysis and see what uh, what age groups during that particular time frame uh, 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 were dying. And I'm pretty sure I would find that a lot of older people who are shut-ins inside in Florida is very hot in late August and in early September uh, and would be stuck indoors and their immune systems are compromised and they're vaccinated and all kinds of things are going on there. See, the, the beauty of this from the CDC standpoint is there's multiple, there's a multiplicity of factors that will cause this situation. But of course, nobody's going to be able to get make make a, a determination. Uh, they can model this stuff, but of course, they're not doing that. This is a, this is, remember, the CDC has got an $8 billion budget, $8 billion. And they can't make it. They they have such a shitty database that they keep on pu- plugging in these plugins that that are developed by somebody who you know uh, their websites are so shittily put together that if they hired me and paid me a hundred thousand dollars a year, I'd have a top notch website. Instead, I got this shitty uh, analysis that they put together, and they call themselves a call themselves a government agency. Now they have these click to download and all this other kind of stuff and it's great and wonderful but hardly anyone's looking at this data like i mean when i say hardly anyone it's less than five hundred thousand people are actually downloading it in matter of fact me i'm going to actually click on this link here uh, i think i've looked at the data enough but yeah the data is going to get bad in the future it's going to get bad for the vaccinated not the unvaccinated the unvaccinated are probably the ones that are most protected so this is as of December 17, 2020, this file. So the date created was May 1st. It took them to May 1st to create a vial on this regarding all of the situation. So they've had 604,000 views and 237,000 downloads. And that's, a, you know, that's a world, it can be worldwide. So 237,000 downloads. There's 332 million or 33 million people in the United States. So that tells you how few people are looking at this information. I'm sure... You know, there'll be people out there say, well, you know, only doctors and MDs and 
people with you know high high fluting degrees and would would actually understand this data it's like no you would if people were truly up to up to snuff on their on this situation there should be at least you know a couple million downloads you know i'm i'm saying that uh you would substantially see more people interacting with this data so that they'd actually understand what the hell's going on and and people say well they don't want to think about death you're just morbid and i'm like no i'm just i'm just very interested in what the fuck's going on and i can only i can only ascertain that uh, people should spend a lot more time interacting with this data in a relative manner and to figure out what the fuck's going on. So anyway, uh, let's see. Let's go 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 ahead with what I was going to go to. Uh, the Federalist published a, a a group paper forcing people in in COVID vaccines ignores important scientific information. This is written by Dr. Harvey Reich, Dr. Robert Malone, and Brian Brittle. I'm going to read a little bit of this and then we'll move on. So, the attack on free speech and science is science are unrelenting. Academic publisher Elsevier suppression of an article documenting the mitocarditis risk of the COVID-19 vaccines with no excuse or pretext offer is incredible enough. Viewed alongside Twitter censorship of the American Heart Association, YouTube suppression of a panel discussion of vaccine mandates on Capitol Hill, and the Orwellian call by the National Institutes of Health Director Francis Collins for critiques of the government COVID-19 policies to be brought to justice, the trend is positively chilling. Now more than ever, we need substantive debates about decisions that affect the health of hundreds of millions of people, including views counter to official positions. Instead, we have the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Director Anthony Fauci's absurd claim, I represent science as proof of how one-dimensional our COVID-19 policy-making has become. These are just a few examples of the wave of censorship that has accompanied COVID-19. United government bureaucracies with obedient news media, academia, scientific publishing, and powerful big tech companies. Above all, this concerted campaign suppresses all disagreement about topics including potential early treatment, the natural immunity of recovered individuals, and the safety and efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines. Differing viewpoints on these topics are swiftly labeled as disinformation, but in fact represent principal dissent based on a large and growing body of scientific evidence. Boom. So, I'm not going to, uh, I can go further into this, but I put left a link in the discussion. Um, they, they talk about, okay, so we're going to go on, I'm going to skip a paragraph and go to the next one. Rapidly waning vaccine efficacy and COVID-19 surges in countries and regions with high vaccination rates, including Israel, the United Kingdom, Singapore, and now Europe, as well as high vaccination states like Vermont, are evidence that vaccinated individuals can spread COVID-19 at rates comparable to the unvaccinated. Multiple studies have shown that viral load in vaccinated individuals with COVID-19 is the same as unvaccinated. Most damning, reports regularly published by the British government show that for every age group from 30 years and up, vaccinated individuals are now more likely to test positive for COVID-19. In the case of the 40 to 59-year-old age group in the latest report, the rate is twice as high among the vaccinated. And I have seen the British reports. I downloaded one. And uh, the death rate is even uh, disconcerting that they're allowing it amongst the vaccinated. So, um the point, the point, and like they continue on with the VAERS system, 
and go through this entire uh, situation. The problem is, is very few uh, people are going to ever, the people that are invested in the, uh, the, the common people, ordinary people with no medical training, no really interest in medical uh, analysis or modeling, they don't know what the BMJ is, they don't read the New England Journal of Medicine, they don't read JAMA, they won't read the Lancet, they won't read any of the, the other uh, niche journals, where you know, whether it be the uh, journal for cardiology or whatever. And I'm not going to pretend to be a, a scientific expert. I am not a medical doctor. I never claim to be one. But I do know how to read and I know how to look at a statistical analysis and I can draw conclusions based upon statistical trends and data and graphs. That's the reason why I put together the Excel chart that I did, uh, mainly so I could see state by state, district by district, um, certain trends and uh, patterns over, I gathered uh, data from 2014 through 2021, and it's accurate. Um, and when I say accurate, it accurately portrays death rates across every jurisdiction. And I, the death file, or the file that I used also includes a uh, cause of death. So in the past experience for say hearts, um, cancer, uh, all the various reasons. So that data file is included. It's going to lag a, a couple of weeks or maybe four weeks behind the the master file that the, the CDC provides as a provisional death count. But nevertheless, it gives you a gives you a baseline for a lot of things that are going on. And of course, COVID nineteen is an important aspect of that too. Um, the reason why is because if you know where you're starting from, then you know how to measure and model. Uh, pattern that's going on and if you see a vaccination schedule which is showing like he said like Vermont is highly vaccinated most of the blue states are very highly vaccinated and they're still uh, uh, getting a substantial amount of deaths uh, California for example is above above trend pattern uh, versus last year which means that okay you have 80% of the uh, 18 and above vaccinated so what do you draw from that conclusion? You draw that there's still there's still people dying of this, and it has nothing to do with, <laughs> nothing to do with them having vaccines inside them. Uh, and when I say it has nothing to do, the vaccine doesn't do anything for them except maybe potential. Uh, there's a large potentiality that that would be the causation of their death, uh, that their body has uh, taken in the vaccine and responded poorly to that. Um, this, of course, is, you know, this, of course, is her heresy to the scientists out there to say, well, you can't prove that. Of course, I can't prove that. I can't prove that because you're not willing to do the investigation. You're not willing to, to there are not, there are medical doctors out there that are going to be refusing or have a refusal to address the situation as it is presented to them. They are, they are so invested in their their ideology, their the this whole scamdemic, uh, they're invested in and following quote unquote uh, edicts and protocols from from on on high instead of actually doing the science that it takes to, in order to achieve the goal of saving people's lives, which makes you wonder what's different from them and say the Nazis of the 1930s and of course they take that as heresy they take that as you know 
your company, of course, of course, they should take that exactly the way it is. Uh, it should make, force them to reconcile up in their brain cells uh, that uh, what they're doing is wrong uh, about how they're supposed to approach this. If they were truly interested in saving people's lives, why aren't they uh, suggesting uh, therapeutics? Why aren't they even trying therapeutics in many cases? Why are they waiting until they get the person three weeks into the, the illness? Why would you wait three weeks for an illness to take hold? Why wouldn't you treat it within the first week? Uh, as soon as anybody has certain symptoms, and symptoms are going to present themselves, they keep on using asymptomatic, asymptomatic as an excuse. They're saying, oh, you know, they're asymptomatic, so we don't know they have it, and that's the reason why they're causing the problem. Now, people who are sick are going to get sick, and you're going to know it. There's going to be something. Uh, this is a quick... Uh, developing situation, a disease, if you want to call it, if as you will. It's not like AIDS. It's not like, uh, I don't know, uh, other circumstances. Your body is going to react to it. So it's going to react to COVID and it's going to react to the vaccine. Now the vaccine has a variable schedule if it is causing problems. The vaccine could be anywhere from, say, it could be immediate, like within days, and it could be up to, you know, six months or a year. Depends upon your immune system, genetics, a host of factors. Especially if you, as as many like Peter McCullough and others have said, if you get multiple booster shots, that's going to additionally aggravate your system based upon what's involved with the system of the mRNA. So you're going to create a uh, a delayed mechanism. And of course, that's beautiful for the people that wanted to do this, uh, it's beautiful because then they can they can wash their hands of any any uh, culpability in the the process, as Alex Jones calls it. He calls it a slow kill uh, bioweapon. And of course, you know, got the doctors out there and the people that are suggesting vaccine would never. They would. Oh no no no! You're being you're being you're being.